Hello and welcome to another wonderful Friday on Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen, and here's your host, Andrew Gomson. Hello, Dan. It's great to be with you. And today we have another movie review. And this one is actually, I believe, the first time I have reviewed a Netflix original film. Um, and I know, gasp. and I know sometimes people, um, get a little anxious about that kind of thing because that would require me to, that you're thinking maybe that would require me to get Netflix. However, I have heard that Netflix, uh, properties do occasionally come out on DVD. So I know Stranger Things has come out on DVD. And so, and I think this would be a better use of your time than that. Just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. It's neither here nor there. Um, but this is a very, uh, wholesome true story, um, which deals with the story of Amberly, um, Snyder. And, uh, she was a barrel racer, uh, from a very young age. And in 2010, at the age of 18, she was in a car crash and rolled her pickup and then decided through uh, a lot of discussion with her family and whatnot that she would go back to uh, racing the barrels after she completed her rehab, even though she is paralyzed from the waist down. And so with that intro, um, I will let Dan play us the trailer and then we'll go into our well, well, actually, why don't you give us our quote of the day, Dan, and then we'll go into the trailer. Alrighty then. This chair will either be your wings or it will be your anchor. You decide. Walk, ride, rodeo. And without further ado, here is the trailer. I remember the first time I saw you riding. I mean, really riding. You were maybe 10 years old. I got jealous. Such a natural gift. Play this right, we have a real shot at Rookie of the Year. I want you to call me when you get to the hotel. Love that chair. That is your freedom. Mom, will you promise me that I'll ride again? If I have to strap you in that saddle myself. Now, as you start to do more stuff for yourself, you're going to find that things that once came naturally are now difficult, and that's okay. Maybe you could do something other than rodeo. Rodeo isn't something I do. It's really, it's who I am. If I can't ride like I used to, I never want to ride again. Don't you give up. This chair will either be your wings or it will be your anchor. You decide. Get over here. Is there a future in rodeo? 
Damn, I'm really worried. I can't quit. You can put me down now. No, I can't. We don't always get to choose what happens to us, but we do get to choose what we do next. And there you have the trailer for Walk, Ride, Rodeo. And I'm going to just say right out the gate that one of the things that I really like about this film is that it deals with a lot of things that I dealt with uh, at coming to terms with my disability. Now, I thank God every day or almost every day that I didn't have to go from being able-bodied to adjusting to a wheelchair, that that was just always the reality that I lived in. But at the same time, I did experience a lot of her emotions of why did this happen? What am I going to do if I can't use my legs? I've talked on this podcast at length about the fact that um, I was raised to believe that God had a plan. But in my early teen years, that was really difficult to comprehend that God really did have a plan and that he was working it out in me and through me. Um, so as we dig into this movie, just know that I uh, resonated strongly with it. And that's part of the reason why I'm bringing you this review. Okay. So we've got a bit of the movie synopsis. Uh, skilled rider gets in a car crash, has to learn to ride again. So then for this movie, what are some of the positive things that you thought were displayed in this movie? Well, I, I really like the relationship between the parents. Um, in the beginning of the movie, the dad is working for a minor league um, baseball team in Hawaii. And the mom is at home in Utah with the family. They have five children, of which Amberly is number two. Uh-huh. And but they but their marriage remains strong throughout the whole film, and it's a strong marriage is depicted as important and a key to Amberly's success is that her family stands behind her, and I just really appreciated that because I know that um, tragedies like this can be very taxing on a marriage, and so it was good to see that they relied on God and allowed Him to help them walk through what they were going through in the film. Uh, another thing that was positive is that her, her siblings stood behind her. Um, and they, she has four siblings, but the one that it highlighted the most was her sister, Autumn. Um, and it just showed that they had a special relationship. And actually in the film, Autumn does the, does the stunt work for before the accident. And then Amberly Snyder herself does the stunt work for after the accident. So oh, I thought that was a really interesting thing, but they decided they were going to have a able-bodied stunt person do it. And then they realized that it would be very hard for an able-bodied person not to get up or to get up on the horse and not use their legs Oh yeah, to direct the horse. Cause that's what an able-bodied person does. But Amberly had to learn to use vocal cues, which I don't know. I guess animals have a sensitive hearing, but it seems like it'd be hard to use vocal cues while you're racing through barrels. 
but apparently it works for them as a team. And she basically just tells her horse, who incidentally is named Power, um, <laughs> which way to go and what to do because she can't signal him with her legs because her legs don't work anymore, obviously. Yep. So in other words, her horse keeps an ear out for her. Yes. <laughs> so then we we covered some of the positives and the happy notes. How about the sad and negative? Well, I, I would say – you know, it's interesting because I, I read a review um about this film that said that it wasn't very good. But then I read, then I fact-checked the movie as I always do when I come in because it, it's it's really sad to me when I get really excited about the message of a movie or, you know, something, or especially a movie based on a true story. And then I come to do the review and I want to talk positively about the movie, but then I find out that they changed a bunch of things. So I always <laughs> fact check true story movies before I come in and review them. And it was like 98% true. Um, the boyfriend in the movie, his name was changed. Um, I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe he privacy just wanted reasons, his privacy. Probably. But his name was changed, but he was a real person. And then there were a couple little things like, uh, when she gets in her accident, they depict it that she unbuckles her seatbelt to look at a map. But really what happened was she stopped for gas and then forgot to buckle up after the gas station. Oops. And, uh, so just little things like that, but pretty much accurate. So I was really thrown off by people saying, or this review saying that it was a poorly done movie, but it reminds me of a funny story I heard about Apollo 13 the movie with Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. Apparently they did um, test screenings of Apollo 13 and they asked people what they thought of it. And one of the, one of the guys in the audience, I think they said he was in his early twenties. He's like, it was good, but the ending was unrealistic. <laughs> but the whole point of the movie was that the ending is already written in history and they were just depicting it on screen. <laughs> so I, I find that very interesting. Um, and yes, there was some, some lines that you could construe as cheesy, but there needed to be humor to, to break up the, the dramatic stuff that was happening. And I just, but I even, I don't think the negative stuff was very negative just because you can't argue with someone's story. No. There's a lot of things you can argue with. Um, if you're writing a movie from scratch, if the scriptwriter is solely, uh, responsible for the content of the film, then you can, you can tear it up one side and down the other if you really want to. But when it's, when it's somebody that is, when it's based on true events and those true events happen to actually have happened, you can't really say much negative about it. Nope. The only thing I would say is I have watched some YouTube videos where the real girl is talking cause she has a YouTube channel and she is a believer, but they don't really bring that out in the film, which I'm not surprised it's being Netflix. that it's a Netflix product that they didn't want to camp on that issue. But um, that would have been nice if they emphasized that a little bit more. But other than that, I think I think people are really going to like this film. All right, you can't even say a bad word about it. So, 
What is the biggest lesson you got from this film? I think the biggest lesson you got, I got from this film is just a, a reiteration of something that, that I, um, have said to myself over the years, which is you, she says that you had three choices in life, which is to, uh, uh, what was it? Give up, give in. Um, I, I, I forgot exactly what the three choices were, but it was like, uh, give up, give in or get better. Something along those lines, um, about oh, how to live your life. And it was really resonant with me because it reminded me of, of someone who told me once that I had two or it was like a, a, a special speaker, uh, who once said you have the opportunity to either be better or bitter. That's the choice that you wake up and make every day of your life. And I felt like that was presented uh, to her again. And then I also resonated that line where her mom, who she affectionately dubbed Mamacita, said, this wheelchair will either be your wings or your anchor. Now, a lot of times you think of anchors as positive in the Christian faith, especially, but in this case, she was speaking of it as a negative because she's like, it's either going to hold you down or it's going to give you freedom. If you learn how to use it, it will give you freedom. Like, and it's kind of the same thing that I learned through my life, which is either I have a choice of saying that it's a hindrance and choosing not to do anything productive in it because I'm using it as an excuse or I wake up and say, what new thing can I tackle next? Um, and prove the, prove the naysayers wrong. And I feel like that's the approach she takes to her rodeo. And so I really resonate a lot with her. So how would you rate this film? One horses to five horses. I'm going to say 4.5 horses. There, there are definitely some things that. Um, could have been acted a little bit better, but, um, nothing to majorly big at. As, as you said, I haven't, didn't really think of anything majorly negative with the story. So I thought that the emotion that she showed was pretty genuine. Her parents' emotion was pretty genuine. It's kind of interesting how when she has her accident, she calls her dad, even though he's in Hawaii, she calls her dad first. And says, you gotta call mom and tell her that I've been in an accident because she knew that her, her dad would be comforting to her mom. So, um, and it's interesting because it starred Corbin, one of the stars was Corbin Blue, who was in high school musical. He played the physical therapist. So that was basically the only, uh, person in the cast whose name I recognize. So these are not big name, uh, stars, but, it was very well done. And so four and a half horses. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts. I think uh, another cool thing is you can watch this with um, any of your family. I have not been overly impressed with mo with a, with very much as far as Netflix original content, but I feel like they did a really good job with this film and I, I really hope they make more like it. And I know that they keep track of, of, the watches that, that each thing gets because there was a situation where, uh, um, on their Twitter a few years ago, they were 
trolling people who were watching the the Christmas Prince or whatever. It was a Netflix original Christmas movie that apparently several people watched over and over again. And there was a whole Twitter thing where apparently whoever was running their social media was trolling people for watching it. And they were calling out their own movie as being campy. And I thought that was funny. But the, but the greater thing was that showed that they were paying attention to who was watching what. So, so give it a watch and, uh, share it with your family and friends. And like I said, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you can find it on video somewhere, if not right now, soon, because a lot of their things do come out on video. So I'd All encourage right. you to watch it and, uh, share it with others. It's a very positive message. And like I said, um, I, you can look up the actual person and that, that makes it exciting as well. So I think that's about all I have time for today, but I hope that you've enjoyed this review and I hope that you will be encouraged by the story of Amber Lee Snyder, um, to never give up and to always shoot for, uh, that your next go- goal and not let people talk you out of doing things that are important to you. Um, so with that said, I will say have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.